Here's Dan Schulman, President and Chief Executive Officer at PayPal, on the discussion Prioritizing Small Business in Economic Recovery, sponsored by PayPal. This idea of how can we help our small business customers really rethink their entire strategy for how do they continue going forward when the world has shifted more and more towards digital is something that we're, I think, uniquely able to go and do. Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search PayPal. Politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. Donald John Trump engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States. We have a great deal we need to accomplish over the next several weeks and months. With the pipeline cancellation, the president effectively closed the door on thousands of American jobs with a stroke of a pen. We're going to argue like hell, but I think we can do it in a way that we can get things done for the American people. President Biden presses ahead with an ambitious agenda and calls for unity and bipartisanship, even as the Senate prepares for the second impeachment trial of former President Trump. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and the White House and congressional Democrats are trying to ramp up efforts to pass the president's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package and get his cabinet nominees confirmed before the impeachment trial begins the week of February 8th. The new Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, is working to advance the president's plans to deal with the pandemic, which include $1,400 checks for many Americans and addressing a host of challenges related to the coronavirus vaccines, which remain in short supply. I understand that recent opposition from the political right to more spending has increased in volume now that there's a Democrat in the White House. But the pandemic doesn't particularly care that there's been a change in the administration The needs of our country are still great, and the urgency to act is clearer than ever. While President Biden wants bipartisan support for his relief plan, many Republicans say it's too costly and should be scaled down. South Dakota Senator John Thune is the number two Republican. That's a lot of money, and I think it it makes sense for us as we go through this to take a really hard look at how we're spending every one of those dollars and ensuring that it is targeted, it is fiscally responsible, and it's responding to a real need that's out there. Republicans are ready to work with the new administration, ready to work with the Democrats here in the Senate, and uh, we hope that they will follow through on the, the new president's commitment. But there's a clear sign the two parties are moving apart. Democrats are looking more and more like they will utilize a legislative procedure, budget reconciliation, that will allow them to bypass Republicans in the Senate and avoid the 60-vote threshold needed to get past a filibuster. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Schumer have both indicated that's on the table. Well, we have to be ready. I do think that we have more leverage getting cooperation on the other side if they know we have an alternative as well. Budget reconciliation has been used by both parties to get around securing enough bipartisan votes. Republicans utilized it during the Trump administration in connection with tax cuts that were eventually approved. But differences between lawmakers of the two parties are running even deeper now in the wake of the deadly attack here at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Many Democrats are furious with Republicans for not criticizing former President Trump for his role in egging on supporters who carried out an insurrection in the Capitol's corridors. Democratic Assistant Majority Leader Dick Durbin, speaking on the Senate floor, recalled the danger of that day. Do you remember at 2.15 when the Secret Service went up? and grabbed the vice president by his arms and pulled him down out that door so they could take him to a secure place. We were stunned by that. I was. 
Do you know what I saw next? Two men, plainclothes security people, and I don't know what agency they were working for, came right down here, right down in the middle of this well. Why do I remember that they were there? Because one of them had an automatic weapon around his neck in the Senate chamber. And then we were told by a Capitol policeman who stood in front of us, sit down, stay in your seats. We're bringing in your staff and they're gonna line the walls. This will be a secure room. And then they closed the doors off to the public. And we sat here for a few minutes and then the same policeman said, leave, evacuate, quickly, out the doors. The crowd, the mob, was advancing and getting closer to the Senate chamber. We went out the back corridor and down the steps, and as you go down the steps, there's a window that looks out on the sidewalk near the Capitol building. And I saw this mob coming at us with Trump flags and American flags and signs coming right at us. I'll never forget it. The acting Capitol Police Chief, Yogananda Pittman, apologized on behalf of her department during a closed-door House hearing, saying it was known there was a strong potential for violence on January 6th and Congress was the target. But not enough preparation was done. Now she's recommending a series of new security measures, including permanent fencing around the Capitol. A non-scalable fence topped with razor wire remains up around the Capitol complex, and thousands of National Guard personnel will continue to guard the Capitol as the impeachment trial of former President Trump gets underway. I spoke about the security situation with Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen. Do you believe there should be more permanent security like fencing around the Capitol? Well, I think it's appropriate to really investigate all the things that went wrong at the Capitol on January 6th, and additional security measures are in order. At the same time, the Capitol is the citadel of democracy. It is the people's house. The American people should have access uh, to the Capitol. And I am very wary about sort of permanent fortress-like structures around the Capitol. Virginia Senator Tim Kaine says there are growing concerns about the personal safety of lawmakers. I do want to rely on the advice of our security professionals to determine threat levels and what the appropriate response is. These guard troops are here for a reason. They were here because of that violent attack. And I'll be very candid with you. As I came into the building this morning, one of the Capitol Police officers followed me down the hall and just said, Senator Kane, please be careful out there. These are very challenging times. Very challenging times in a variety of ways involving the pandemic, polarized political parties, and a U.S. Capitol that remains under armed guard and will stay that way for many weeks to come. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com energyaudit energy audit. 